Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out and use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News and the Graphics Group for their support and of course the pals over on Patreon. We cannot thank you guys enough. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. You guys are really what keeps this ship afloat. Head on over to patreon.com slash blackflagpodcast to become a pal today. For just $4.69 a month, you get some monthly giveaways, some merchandise discounts, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls so the beginning of the show did say that we were in the solero commerce compound but we'll call this the mobile unit we are down in florida uh having a time right now we've been here what two two days two i don't know seems like a month but uh, been about two seems days like 10 anyway. minutes but uh but as always i am charlie sanborn at c sanborn I, I i this week i am in the middle to my left is bradley saucer at b sauce 96 and to my right is Bobby Timmons at Bobby Timmons thirteen? Except on Snapchat, that is Grumpy Cat forty eight. No, that, that that works usually, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't people uh, add that? Yeah, I, yeah, I for sure have a lot of Snapchat <laughs> friends who I don't know who they are. Yeah. Uh, so again, we made the uh, the trek down here. We uh, we flew out what Friday? Friday it's, night. It seems like it's Afternoon. like I said. It seems like it's been a month already, and it's been about forty eight hours. So um, yeah, so flew out Friday at a time. Uh, we're here all of. I don't know, a couple hours, and we made it to the Cruising Cafe. Uh, we now own a ceiling tile to the Cruising <laughs> Cafe. You got that airbrush uh, yet? Not yet. No, it's sitting over We're dropping that off there. on the walk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be taken care of today. But, uh, no, uh, we, we've seen some racing. We've seen some people. We've uh, had had some drinks. And uh, yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, uh, Rusty put a pic or a snap up of me saturday night passing away i am i am okay i'm fine I, people made that a bigger deal than it needed to be it was just a saturday night for me but uh, apparently some people thought i actually legitimately died i don't know who the fuck i think i was or i <laughs> thought i was on saturday night but i'm fucking not because yeah, we had uh, uh, we had a bad one saturday night team <laughs> i i was the dad of the group I which is so to do, rare <laughs> like the rarest like that is yeah. I was not qualified for the position. So the <laughs> it all started when um, it the clock struck midnight. It is now Sunday. Everything blends together, but it, it's now is now Sunday, and I was like, "Oh, it's Megan's birthday. We got to do shots for Megan." Megan Craft, Freddie's wife. Yes. Yeah. And um, she was super uninterested. I proceeded to still get the shots. <laughs> um, I got Jaeger bombs. You took actually. shots for Megan's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I remember, I remember that. And then um, I remember going back and getting, uh, I believe, green tea shots and um, fire and ice shots and probably some other sort of shots. And I woke up Sunday morning, 
And um, I was convinced that I spent $700 at the bar last night. Uh, good news, only was half of that. Um, together, Marcus and I might have spent $700. Yeah, the, uh, but that's a together thing, you know? It's, the greatest uh, thing about Florida is that I, I'm, I, I don't know that it's not a third world country because everything is like pennies on the dollar. It's so cheap down here. Pennies yeah. on the dollar. I haven't everything. gotten, we've, we've been at eateries for very long. Like, and I yeah. have not spent, I haven't had a bill slapped in front of me that was more than We put in $5. an eight hour yeah. shift at Wakehouse yesterday. And my bill was $100. Yeah, we were there for like about eight hours yeah. and I spent $28. My, yeah, my bill was literally like $65. Yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't even – I don't know that it was even 65. I think together, like, both trips was 65. Yeah, I think I lunch lunch was, like, 30, and dinner was, like, 40, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty, uh, pretty cheap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I uh, I, uh, I became an Uber driver. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, long story short. I passed um, away. Destroyed the rental car. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's uh, You know that you went a little bit too Sandy um, the night before? <laughs> when uh, you wake up at 1230 – uh, PM and uh, <laughs> roll out of bed and immediately grab the keys to the car and go find a car wash. Um, yeah. So when you when you when you go through two bottles of Lysol wipes um, and a can of mor- Lysol spray, morning one. No, uh, no actually, the, the Lysol spray was a this morning thing because we haven't actually used the rental car since uh, Friday. Yeah, night. everything's been within walking distance, which night. is. So yeah, super convenient. So, but now we're, we're for sure going to the racetrack tonight. There's no Super Bowl being played. So, um, super bowel. Super bowel. Yeah, we can't say super bowel uh, without being <laughs> super <sued>. bowel. <laughs> speaking of Saturday. No, uh, speaking of super. <laughs> speaking of uh, super bowel. I was trying to not do that, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Night Owl Creations, uh, the most of this, the the most superb of the owls. Yeah, yes. uh, wicked. Apologize. To Greg, he gave me stickers to give to Derek Griffith, and because uh, Rusty is with me in my Airbnb, he figured I was more responsible than Rusty, so gave me the job, and I for sure left them sitting on my desk in window. I feel like that that would have been a 50-50 shot. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like maybe (laughs) 51-49. I'm a little bit more responsible than him, but not much. I was saying, like, you booked the trip, but I don't know. What did people do? So shout out Greg Emerson. Yes. What did... did how were nights when there was no video evidence of the night? Because I can't imagine going like I remember the majority of Beachside night. Um, I don't remember any of the drive um, except for when I w- remained clothless for the remainder of the drive. Um, <laughs> but uh, long story short, two T-shirts became uh, cleanup wipes, yeah, dish rags. <laughs> <for print. laughs> yeah, so Sean, I'm gonna need one of those um, uh, red, white, and blue. Uh, Modiford t-shirts and uh, Stephen Nassi. I'm going to need a black 51 shirt <laughs> ASAP. So, but like my favorite video, it might, I don't know how that it's going to get beat was the video of Max ripping the ice out of his cup, taking a shot or whatever, swigging his drink. And then being like, that was for Junior. <laughs> and fucking you just pan the camera over to Mike Junior. And he's like, I'm Junior. <laughs> quite literally like how Ryan's been like, I am Paul. <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan, why are you ducking? It's an audio program. <laughs> we're not filming, you clown. Speaking of Borges, speaking of Borges, we're sitting at a round kitchen table at our Airbnb. Brad's got his laptop up. And Borges just walks around us, like, on his knees as to avoid the airwaves, I guess. Because <laughs> this is very much an audio program. He could not have seen more of my laptop on the walk from where he just was. Ryan Borges is my all-time favorite bitch. But I have also 
strikingly come close to killing you three <laughs> times already this week. Why? What was it? Was it? Was it? Because he was wandering around a retirement community in the new suburban yeah. at seven a.m. Uh, <laughs> and it made you go. <laughs> I have no idea how we lost Borges, but he was lost. <laughs> we were a couple minutes away from a missing persons report. Good news is we just got to go across the street. <laughs> across the street in New Smyrna, which is not close to where we are. Yeah, that's a for sure 45, 50 it was, minute It was jaunt. an hour and 15 minute round trip. Oh my after God. I w- was laying in bed, dead asleep. Ryan, what happened? Dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he looked like a like a stray cow, the just last just thing I going through the pasture, <laughs> just <laughs> in a retirement, community. eating grass and everything. It was wild. Keep man. in mind, it it was fucking downpouring and, <laughs> and, and cold. Didn't have an umbrella and cold. Yeah, it hasn't exactly cold. been super warm. Today is very chilly outside. See, like it's in cold. Maine, it's it's cold, but the skies are gray and shitty. Usually here, it's like it's blue, it's beautiful. And then you open the door, it's oh, thirty five degrees. Oh, That's man. awesome. Howling yeah. wind. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're having a time. Huh? Yeah, we've, we've made our mark. But we also did go to the racetrack, too. Yeah, Saturday uh, night, NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds. Um, holy fuck, people. They ran out of tickets and pit passes. There's, uh, As the days move on, more and more stories of people um, climbing under the fence to sneak into the racetrack. I've, found, I've heard of at least 10 people that have done that so far, so uh, that's good. It was, uh, it was g- good. Yeah, they legitimately turning people away. Like, sorry, we cannot sell any more yeah, tickets. We, to get we cannot race. physically put you someplace on the facility. Uh, so that was really cool to see. Uh, things that I haven't been a part of for a very long time, being at a full, yeah. full fucking <coughs> show only, like that. The other time that that's happened was SRX at Stafford for me. But that's those are the only two instances in probably the last five, ten years that I've seen a short track sellout. So, so New Smart is doing something right for sure in regards to that. If we could speed the show a little long. Uh, throughout the night that'd be fine that's but it's just a florida thing man yeah florida florida uh going into the third world country thing nobody's in a hurry for anything no at all everybody here is one speed for literally everything i think it took us 45 minutes to get our uh buffalo chicken dip last night uh, yeah lo- last night was rough <laughs> um place was packed and they had like eight people working so yeah. that sucked um anyway back to the race cars yeah, race matt cars. hirschman takes the win in the uh nascar wheel and modified opener as if that comes to any surprise to anyone but, yeah he was he was obviously the heavy favorite and he he took the poll so we did that video on facebook uh passing the phone down who we think's gonna win and i was the first one so and i read off the scoring pile on the top five and i was like hirschman's gonna win but i can't fucking say hirschman with the first pick after reading off who just qualified on the poll so um, it was cool for a little bit there. You yeah. thought someone else, but might you picked win. Ronnie Silk, who qualified what, like thirty? I didn't know he qualified thirty so eleven. He also something. like I thought he was going to win the race for a while. He let it. <clears throat> he let it for a while. <clears throat> got the lead on pitch strategy, but um, was kind of got the vibe that everyone just let him lead because they're like, yeah, we're going to we're going to carve you up here at the end. And what did he fall back to fourth? I think so. Yeah. Uh, who finished second? Um, that's a great question. And our junior finished. Yeah, Mike Junior was third. Oh, uh, Goodale, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric Goodale. I, I thought Eric Goodale right. actually had Goodale. some for Goodale. Hirschman at the end there. He was pretty quick, but he, Hirschman just is so smart yeah. and knows what speed to run at what time. And Goodale got like within two car lengths, and then Hirschman just put eight on him and then slowed down again and let him catch back up. He was kind of just fucking with him, I think. But that was a good race. Um, Junior's what? a badass. Yeah, where we were First becoming bigger ever. and bigger Mike Christopher Jr. fans as the <laughs> yeah. weeks go on here. Yeah, we're going to need, like, T-shirts or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, that was his first time ever at New Smyrna, like, 
racing, yeah. obviously. So yeah, uh, finishing yeah, third. It's his, first, his first speed weeks, is it not? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And he's so. running the rest of the week in a number 17 car. Don't know who owns it. Don't know whose it is. But he's driving that uh, for the rest of the week. It'll be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, so also throughout Saturday, we, we dropped a lot of content, a lot of YouTube videos. So head on over to YouTube, look up Black Flag Podcast, check out all the stuff that dropped on Saturday. Um, got to meet up with Steven Nassi, met Michael Hine for the first time. That kid is very much uh, one of us, it feels. Yeah. Uh, he drives a number 69 with flames on it, uh, an American flag roof, and has a mullet. Two wins and three nights so far this week in the Pro Late Models. Yeah, it doesn't suck, apparently. Uh pretty cool kid um oh, G- yeah i was gonna yeah, say Gio Gio Ruggiero wins uh wins the late model race on saturday as well too so uh and then we what else did we do i think we dipped out when, after the yeah. pro late model race yeah. um i don't know what was left for racing but the florida mods those can politely fuck off but cool in theory they just don't do it when they actually race i like, wish that we like looking in hindsight i wish that we actually stayed for those races specifically because the five of us or six of us went to beachside and we were there all by ourselves until everything else was done in new Smyrna, and then everyone showed up but that was that was crazy like beachside tavern it was like more and more people that we knew like we, we actually we took we just, over the bar yeah we just yeah. took over like the outside seating area like in the way back like that was just our personal bar yeah at the time yeah so I would love to remember that, but I, I don't. So. Well, Bob, we're going to give it a go tonight. So. Okay. Yeah, I've got to for sure. So I've been to Beachside Tavern twice in my life, blacked out both times. Yeah. So uh, I've got to redeem myself tonight by not blacking Which, out. That's not usually you move. You're a true professional. No, we're, things were going good. And then Rusty ordered two Grateful Deads and said, these are fucking gross. And I said, well, I'll drink them. And Grateful Deads are straight liquor. Like everything in them is a form of liquor. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Do it. Do I it. barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank those two, and um, that's where I spiked the bitch into the fence. It was right around that point. Like, so you, you burned him up pretty quick there. Got, yeah, got flat it. right front, right straight in the fence. <laughs> um, Speaking bitch. of which, remember that late model that fucking absolutely oh my God, ripped yeah, the like entire clip yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. Was that guy okay? Do we know? <laughs> I have no idea. That guy that hit a, a fuck ton. It was one, that was one of those ones that you... A thousand feet from the checker flag, too. Yeah, like, the yeah. checkers were waving, and this guy was running, like, last, and for sure hung a right, which, if you're not familiar with the <laughs> circle track racing, you don't go right for anything. Yeah. Um, there's a wall to the right, and that guy hit it wide open, <laughs> head on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the, the, the tow truck went by with the car in the front of the race car was just non-existent missing. like yeah. it just wasn't there it was no longer in existence so shout out to that guy yeah hope he's okay Ugh. so yeah what's on what's on tap for tonight boys? well last night um they had racing oh. we didn't go but <laughs> steven nassie wins the super late models michael hine wins the pro late models i don't know if you said that they're kind of like a team deal so yeah. good night for those guys um yeah. florida mods were there uh 602 mods were there couldn't tell you what happened no no but um yeah, so we'll yeah. cover some racing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was very much the agreed-upon day where we all said we are doing absolutely nothing but watching the football game, yeah. and I think we achieved we that. Su- yeah, we succeeded yeah. on that for sure. Yesterday, I also, like, uh, Saturday was so aggressive that I was pretty content with just sticking with Corona, but I have a problem with saying no, so I ended up uh, – we I pounded <laughs> between the three of them. So we got fucking buckets at Wing House, and they were all out of buckets, so they brought over plastic bags <laughs> full of ice. <laughs> Literally shopping bags. With <laughs> like I don't know if anyone's familiar with the the way shopping bags work, but they don't hold just water in them pretty well. So uh, we uh, ended up with just a really wet table, uh, and, like lukewarm or luke cold. Did, did we even know those people we were sitting with? Uh, no, no, I don't like. No, so Max, they were cool. Max yeah, McLaughlin was like working on getting us like seats because the place was full, and he's like, "Oh, I'll just sit with these guys." So we sit down, and the guys like, 
the guy were asking if we were here for racing. We're like, no, we're here for the football game. And the guy was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he's like, who do you know? I was like, oh, we know Max. They're like, who? Like, Max McLaughlin? He's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know who that is. Like, oh. <laughs> like, his dad was pretty good. Which, mind, like, mind you, they were all wearing dirt late model shirts and all this. So I did not believe for a second that they did not know who he was. But I think they're from, like, the Midwest. Yeah, they're from Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. Max just took their table over for us, apparently. <laughs> so that's cool. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were cool. An electric halftime show. I best really best wish, one ever. Yeah. I wish we could have ended up at the Oyster Pub, but we walked in there and it was for sure standing room only. So that uh, yeah, when they, oh, which, they were, the, which I was fine with just standing there because they were like, they're like, we can't get you a table. Like the, all the tables are reserved, so you guys are gonna have to stand. Fine, but I couldn't but, be told to move anymore before I'm like, okay, you told me to stand here, and now you are telling me to move every thirty seconds. I have had enough of this. Well, so the like half of our group, we we were all on the walk from Beachside or uh, not Beachside, Jesus, to um, for walking from Beachside. The only one that did that was. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, <laughs> we walked from Wing House to the Oyster Pub, and there was like I don't know, fifteen of us. And then all of a sudden, Max was like, oh, "I gotta go take a piss. I'm gonna like let my dog out, whatever." So he's like, "Want to come meet my dog?" So half of us were like, "Fuck yeah!" Walked up to go meet his dog. Like acquired two other humans, I guess. And then we were like, "Let's go get Daytona Airbrush T-shirts," <laughs> right out of a J. Cohen song. And uh, <laughs> we were—it's like they—they're like about to kick off. We walk in, we're like, hey, do you guys do custom t-shirts? They're like, no. <laughs> They're like, we have a whole bunch of shit like on the wall here. That's that's all we do. Max is like, can I just buy like two white t-shirts then? And then he's like, you guys have a Sharpie? Hey, can I buy that Sharpie off of you? And so it was we, a fat motherfucker too. Yeah. That was a big Sharpie. So we walked from the counter to the entryway. The fortune teller the, machine. Yeah, the quarter fortune teller machine as you walk in right on the right. That's where we just drew our shirts. Um Max was like making fun of my LA, like thinking like it's. I thought that I did pretty fucking good. It's pretty sweet, yeah. especially after I saw it in the picture. I was like, wow, I didn't think it was gonna be that good. Um, for because we for sure just freehanded it, like like we just said on a fortune teller machine. So, but now that was uh interesting. Obviously, uh, I had the uh, I had the, the two girls, one cup on the back, and uh, you know, I won the M- NFL MVP for the Super Bowl or whatever. So <laughs> yes, you did nice. Yourself, yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, about I think. I made the joke that I was going to rip the sleeves off of that T-shirt, and Max for sure did it for me in the middle of Wing House. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely walked down A1A with that, realized how ridiculous it was, and then ended up tarps off because Charlie took my shirt off at the Oyster Pub. <laughs> well, mind you, he was standing there, like, trying to map out. Because Bradley, famous for overthinking, literally everything. So he's standing there trying to, like, figure out, like, all right, I think I'm going to take the shirt out of the bag. Then I'm going to walk to the bathroom. Then I'm going to do with it. And he's, like, doing all this. like... Oh my god! If we talk about it anymore, we're just we're just doing it. <laughs> I just ripped his the shirt. The girls off that work at the Oyster Pub didn't have shirts on, so it's okay for you to take yours off. Yeah. I mean, what? Didn't this happen at the Oyster Pub? You said the, like actual, the actual Oyster oh. Pub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. It's like when did that happen? I mean, like I, I knew what you were saying because that's yeah. where we ended up. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, that was last night was like perfect like there was too much chaos on saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> and last night was just the perfect amount of chaos well well the first night everybody wadded up their shit and rolled out the backups the next morning so everybody's just trying to save it goes through the rest of the week because yeah, we, yeah, we everybody's race, out of race we cars race the rest of the week here we yeah. can't be fucking balling up both cars on the first two days we gotta race the rest of the week and there's not enough parts for us to have more than one backup car so <laughs> and we almost lost the car altogether. <laughs> yeah <laughs> came unstrapped <laughs> Lost it off the fucking loading ramp. Oh, my God. 
What uh, a fucking month this past two days. You been. just yeah. described it perfectly, though. Chaos. Yeah. It was absolute just mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, Bob, I think I can't wait to go to Beachside tonight. I haven't been to I think Beachside. I got CTE, honestly, from, <laughs> from Beachside. To, that's the problem. Was like last For night, sure fell. We were, Wicked hard. We were at the Oyster Pub, and I, uh, I looked over at Junior, and I'm like, I feel like I've hung out with you like five times and like we've drank like five times and i don't remember any of those five times atlantic city i literally showed up to atlantic city on thursday and then woke up back in maine on monday and was like what happened guys <laughs> do we have a good time was uh max mclaughlin's guys got to the wing house yesterday and they go oh you guys survived atlantic city huh and i'm like if you thought atlantic city was bad you should have seen last night yeah. atlantic city was fucking nothing compared yeah. to last night <laughs> but like the conversation that you and i had though when we were walking down the street we're like we need to realize that this is not normal. Well, but, that's what I, yeah. I said to you is like some people like shouldn't hang with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, like it's to us, it's not even that aggressive. Sometimes I feel it's, it's just, just not it's Saturday. Just a, yeah, it's Saturday night, and then like I think Brad said it perfect. He's like some of the things that happen Saturday, let alone like over the course of all of this, are things that people will talk about for twenty, thirty years if it happened to them. But to us, it's just, it's just, just the weekend. Well, I think with a I don't remember if it was Freddie said it on this show or on DBC about us, but he said we're all maniacs, and um, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he also said that we are him 20, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever, how, however old he is. But, um, no, it's uh, it's definitely been an experience for sure, <laughs> uh, stories to tell for, for a long, long time. And uh, that what are we doing tonight, though? What New is Smyrna Speedway. New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, tonight's lineup of races actually looks pretty sick. 100 lap super late model to kick it off. 25 lap uh, for the 602 modifieds. That should be a pretty interesting race. There's a pile of those. Um, 35 laps for the pros. 50 laps for the tour type modifieds. And uh, shout out New Smyrna Speedway for putting the Florida mods last so we can for sure leave. Yeah. Yeah, the Florida mods throughout the <laughs> the week here is very much like a like a shitbox race where you, that's the one you get up to pee and like get your food, which I've said it like before, that. but like the Florida mods are wicked cool on paper. Like they're past modified, but with like no motor rules. So you can have these huge ass SP two Chevy motors with like 900 horsepower. And like, Oh, that's so sick. And then they race and it's like, they get, they get strung out. They get single file. They usually wad their shit up every other half lap. Yeah. And the race I did see way too long. a picture on Facebook last night of a Florida mod that was for sure waffled in half, like yeah. destroyed. Like, they, they're gorgeous. Like most, like some of them are gorgeous race yeah. cars too. Like they're beautiful, but just holy fuck! Yeah, like they get like wigged out bodies on them. They yeah. look sick. Like they're wicked cool in theory, and then they just they don't live up to the, the hype. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything, Bradford? Oh uh, no, just no? I'm just trying to recap what happened last night. We, other than you know everything that we did at the Oyster Pub, we ended up at uh, IHOP in last year. Uh, definitely told the story on the podcast, but um, we, uh, we we bought Trulies, and by we I mean Spencer Morris bought Trulies, but had like a fuck of a time getting them because Seven Elevens like they're not supposed to sell alcohol after like two or something. Yeah, we walked into IHOP yesterday at four. Max tried to order a beer. Obviously, <laughs> IHOP does not sell beer. <laughs> then proceed. Charlie proceeds to be like, oh, "I'll just go over to Seven Eleven." The waitress goes, "Yeah, just go over to Seven Eleven, and I'll just bring you like coffee cups or like to go whatever." And she's like, just make sure you put them in there because I don't want my boss to, like, see that I let you guys drink beer. So, so Charlie walks back in with, like, a, like 18 of Mick Ultra pounders <laughs> and fucking sets it down on the table, passes them all around to everyone that's with us. And everyone, like, civilized adults, pours them into their cups. Max stuffs his tan in the cup so it's sticking out. Like, I'm not, like, well-versed, but, like, probably, like, six inches. 
And uh, <laughs> the lady comes over and just goes, sir, can you, um, can you like pour that in there? He's like, yeah, I got, I got you. He didn't uh, <laughs> for, the, for the whole night. Uh, and then he was, at, by the end of it, he was like, you know, plotting out how he was going to jump through the window because like she, he was, everyone that walked by Max knew. And there was like 50 people. So they would come by and bang on the window. And so she was like, yeah, uh, you uh, break that window and we're going to have you arrested. And he's like, can I get a running start and just run through it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just, we, we shouldn't be allowed in public. That, that IHOP though. I, that, that place can stay. Yeah. That's on the walk back from everything. Steak and eggs at 4 a.m. Steak tips. They're actually pretty fucking yeah, you, bad. Yeah, a year ago on wheelchair night, I think that's what you got, and I ate them, so <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, looking forward, though, we do actually have an interview, inter- wow, interview for this show as well, too. Yeah. Uh, we got to sit down with our pal Noah Gregson. Uh, he's going to talk about uh, doing some cup stuff and you know what, what Daytona is all about for him this week. And, and this uh, this interview is actually brought to you by Night Owl Creations. I know that you guys, well, you, Bobby, at least have your helmet done by him because we saw it on yeah, the skinny he, deal. Yeah, Greg's done all sorts of work. He's done yours. He's done Derek Griffith. He's done, well, not done Derek. Well, he's wrapped. He wrapped his helmet. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have sex. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wrapped my helmet. Yeah. But I, uh, I think he's done Rusty's too. He's done he's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of good work. Um, anybody looking to get their helmet wrapped and instead of going through the process of you know getting it painted and all that stuff and and, and you know all that's involved with that, get a hold of Greg. He's on Facebook, uh, Night Owl Creations. I think he's on all the socials and whatever Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. So uh, look up Night Owl Creations. Get a hold of Greg. He'll get you a pretty sweet wrap on your helmet and you know get you looking fresh for the for the racetrack yeah his, his work looks sick and it's affordable so yeah, exactly. one uh, one last thing before we get to our interview with noah we're gonna for sure copy door bumper clear and do our own picks for every nascar race uh this year basically between the three of us and out of the three of us we haven't decided what it's gonna be yet but the loser of this contest is for sure gonna have to do something in public wearing all of their driving gear <laughs> um we jokingly said you know go to the gym and work out or go grocery shopping full fire suit helmet and everything so you get to look forward to that sometime in november yeah um so is this a deal where you can only use them once or twice i think we decided you can use a driver twice um, throughout the course of the year okay Um, okay so daytona who are we picking for the daytona 500 see that's tough because like anyone can win anybody can win and it's a new car like we don't know like cody Ware could could win this race for all we fucking know that would be fucking wild can you imagine? Yeah, Greg Biffle. We go, we go and watch fucking Michael McDowell and Cody Ware win Daytona 500. <laughs> That's that would be the, last year when it came to NASCAR races was the most BFP thing to ever happen. All the planning, all the money spent, going there, and of the two NASCAR Cup races we went to, we watched Michael McDowell and Eric Almarola win races. Which I don't know what the betting odds on that would have been at the beginning Not of the good. year, <laughs> plus ten thousand. <laughs> but that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and uh, what was Loudon was what the the night shortened race. Yeah, it got, dark, yeah. It got too dark. <laughs> they yeah, got yeah we race. were there. It was plenty of light out. Um, yeah. So picks for Daytona. So, but we got to do it. Well, I guess we don't. We don't have to do it in like an order, really. We're doing all three, just cup. Well, actually, just yeah, cup, we, yeah, well, yeah. we do have to do it kind of in order because <laughs> right, because we can't use we can't the same, same guy. Yeah. Um, so, but basically, after like whoever loses this week gets to pick first next week. Okay. I don't know how we're gonna pick today. Yeah. Um, I mean, how I'm, about Brad goes? First? Yeah, Brad can just go first. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm probably not even gonna take one of your picks. I'm gonna go with Austin Dillon. <laughs> was was <laughs> that, that your was that, was that your pick? pick? Yes. Fuck uh, me. Uh, well, you can go second then, since Thanks you got fucked. so much. Um, if you take mine, though, I'm gonna hit you with this microphone. <laughs> 
fuck, that caught me off guard. I was like, nobody's going to pick that. Um, no, everyone's going to pick that because he's not good anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, see, it's one, it's one of those good burner picks because it's like it's not yeah. the it's not the Rick Ware Racings, but it's like, okay, yeah. he's done it before. Uh, uh, I, can, I can tell you who I was Eric Almarola. You cunt. I actually... <laughs> God I, damn it. That's <laughs> it is. I had three picks just in case oh. you guys took my two, and it was for sure Austin Dillon in the three, Eric Almarola in the ten, and the seventeen of Chris Fisher. The yeah. whole time I'm like, it's fucking no one's going to take Eric Almarola. I feel like so. Dick Stenhouse wouldn't suck. Stop uh, yeah. talking. God <laughs> damn it. That's who I was going to oh, well, now. Well, now you can... <laughs> Now you I guess I can take it, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, Rick Sticky Renhouse for sure. Fuck, I didn't even think about it. I kind of forgot he existed. Yeah. 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 Same yeah. thing, kind of a throwaway. Wow, what a, what a throwaway round that is between yeah. well, fucking Austin and Dillon. There's no sense in using fucking Kyle Larson or Denny Hamlin now. Yeah. Like, they're going to win 10 races each like, year. I think my pick to actually win the 500 is Ryan Blaney, but I'm not going to use him right now. No. Yeah, I, would, I would for sure, if we were betting money, put money on Denny Hamlin to win, but I'm not doing it right say, now. I think... I think Maybe Kyle Busch pulls it off for the first time. I think that would be cool to see. But yeah, it'd be cool to see. But I just hope yeah. it doesn't happen. What you want and what uh, how you bet's got to be. Yeah. Be so uh, let's go, Ricky Stenhouse here. Let's go. Just, just need him to beat you two. I don't need him to win. Just need him. Yeah. If yeah. you guys run thirty third and thirty fourth, I need to run thirty second. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping Blaney pulls off the win or Chase or someone cool, and Austin Dillon has a cool top three run, and you guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Uh, those are our picks. Uh, we are here in Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm looking at a palm tree through the window of our Airbnb. Doesn't suck. I'm it's nice bummer to... for sure that the police station's right across the street. Yeah, that <laughs> was, that was there's was cops everywhere right now. Poor, poor, poor on the party planning committee on that <laughs> we, one. But... We couldn't have filtered more humans out of a minivan in the middle of oh the road God. the first night we were here. We were here for two hours. <laughs> we checked in. We left our van. We got a ride from TT where we had eight people laying down in the bed. Opened the door and we filtered out like we just crossed the border. Like clown, it was a clown yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we... All, all is we're still here. So this know. is this is episode one fifty four, uh, presented to you by Night Owl Creations. Again, look up Greg Emerson. Night Owl Creations, right? One fifty. Last week was fifty four. No, we did the interview last week. Right, we yes. interviewed <laughs> Noah last week. We already talked about this. Yeah, That's yeah, why. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. Happy, happy, happy to be yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this audio program. Okay. Yeah, I uh, know. I'm a part of it again. <laughs> so episode one forty. Wow, one fifty four uh, with Noah Gregson. All right, boys and girls, as we just introduced, uh, I've had him on the show before. Uh, we, we've uh, notated our antics with him once in a while that we get to hang out. Uh, on the other side of the Zoom call is going to be Noah Gregson. What's up, pal? What's going on? How was the day today, guys? Uh, it, it was long. I, I worked all day. It was awful. I think uh, the rest of us all did the same, but um yeah for yeah. sure for sure worked and then went to a business meeting and now this is another business meeting so a uh, long day today well actually when this comes out we're gonna be in florida so actually today we went to the beach and we drank and we watched race cars right guys we went right? to wing house and then we played mini golf <laughs> yeah and we were hitting golf balls across <laughs> the street into the cars and almost drilled the bmw <laughs> and then put somebody in the trunk of the car on the way home <laughs> I think someone was in the trunk on the way there and the way home, but it was two different people. Yeah. Who is yeah. that? Sager kid. Uh, Reagan. Yeah. Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. He's, he's going to love that. He's not going to be down there, though. He's not drinking either. The, the bigger kid isn't coming down. That's oh, he heard you. I'm sorry, Reagan. <laughs> he heard you call him the bigger kid, so now he's not coming anymore. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. So, what else? What else you guys been up to? How was the weather back at home? Sucks. It's fucking awesome. cold. Yeah. It's- hey, should I like pretend that it's like that we're in Daytona right now? No, we sure. already blew our spot. I think at this point. Yeah. We're not in Daytona yet. Aaron Daytona. See, the reason why we have to record this early is because when this actually drops, we will be in Daytona and we'll probably actually be at, like Wing House. Uh, when this drops, we're going to be at Grandview Live, probably. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Uh, no, man. I mean, uh, we're, we're fresh off of uh, a weekend for, for Cup stuff. The LA Coliseum, it seemed to pop off. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think we all did. Uh, but you, you've got some stuff, I mean, to look forward to, obviously, heading into Daytona. I mean, you're going to do some big shit. Well, I hope I hope we can do good and not not wreck or do something. We got to make it into the Daytona 500. I think there's 41 cars. So um, I'm driving down Monday, the week of. Um, I don't know what day this is dropping, but it'll be Monday. And then I don't know if I'll get there, what time I'll get there. But you guys are going down, watching the mod race a week before the NASCAR stuff, right? So um i don't even know if i have a hotel or something might sleep in the car i did that at talladega after i wrecked this past year slept in the back of my car laid the seats down dad the worst kink in my neck when i woke up (laughs) what a lavish lifestyle to live being a famous race car driver huh i accidentally left the windows open too like cracked and so the, the whole inside of my car was like drenched with water like the cup holders and stuff it wasn't wasn't ideal, but yeah, I'll get down there. I think we practiced Tuesday. Might bring my bicycle down there. So if you see Lance Armstrong, it's really me on the streets. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it was Talladega yeah. took that massive shot like from the lead or whatever, like the biggest? Hit yeah, of- when they hooked they hooked me in the right rear. Yeah. Uh, it was Jeb got uh, Brett Moffitt. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt. Really. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask if the kink in your neck was from the way you're sleeping or that that shot you took, but we'll go with the. I sleep. don't know. We were on the boulevard till about five a.m. that night. And yeah, I don't. I, I think it was a bit of both, but probably from the wreck. You know when you sleep wrong and your neck gets all like kinked up and you can't move it one way the next day. Yeah, blame that. Yeah. Or they'll put you in the concussion protocol if you don't i know so anyway lo- looking into speed weeks man i mean obviously you're gonna be have a busy week and stuff but you, you're gonna partake in any of the other stuff you're gonna be at new smyrna you gonna do any of that other stuff um, i want to go to new smyrna maybe even volusia too. go check it out um kyle strickler's racing his um whatever it is his dirt lay model or whatever so Go check that out. I don't know what's what's all racing. Is Arca down there this year? Arca's on Tuesday, so we have purposely planned on Tuesday being the night we go to Volusia. You don't want to see the Arca deal? I no, it's the most boring shit I watched last year. It was awful. Yeah, it's a snooze fest. It it wasn't that good. I might go. I might go down there Tuesday then, because you scumbags aren't there. Perfect. We didn't Um, didn't want to hang out. You might go help. That car I ran at the Derby, that 30 car, I might go do tires or something for them. Go jack or something. I don't know. Figure something to do. <laughs> with the, with the and, uh, that car. You know where we'll end up afterwards. <laughs> Grandview Live, baby. 
Yeah, I don't think they were too proud of me last year, though. Uh, every night we went undefeated at the Grandview last year. Yeah, yeah. We when every we, single night when we were trying to budget the trip, we were trying to figure out like how much shit costs, and I just stopped. I was like, I think just in cover charges alone, we spent three hundred dollars. Like just to get. <laughs> Yeah, because you had it all written out last year. You sent me a Snapchat of it, Brad. Or was it Charlie? Someone sent me a Snapchat of it. Of all, it was like on a notepad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was me. I have I have the notes cool. for this year too. If you're if you want to see it, I didn't. I, what are you budgeting this trip to be? I mean, this we're we're over four grand, I think. Like total, our Airbnb was seventeen hundred, but it was only from uh, Saturday, well Friday night to next Saturday. And then we had to get something else from Saturday to Monday or Tuesday, uh, Tuesday actually. And uh, yeah, that and like flights alone was like $2,500. So, but we have, we have an extra couch for you to crash on if you uh, end up in the back of your car. Yeah. I don't know if I have a place for like maybe Sunday night after the 500 or something. So I might, might need a crash. Hey, you, you know what you guys should do? You should um, book your flights out of Charlotte. Would that be cheaper? Uh, I don't know. It might. What, what days do you guys have to be back for work? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, the 23rd. Oh. Yeah, it might be tough then. I was going to say, if you guys want to drive back to Charlotte with me. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That sounds like a you fly, out, fly out Saturday anyway. Put so. that one out there, because I don't know what girls watch this podcast. I'm not... Um, Assuming not a lot, but I keep my <laughs> options open, so I'm single, guys. Okay, we're like 15 minutes in, and we got to edit it twice already. Like, what? What the fuck are we doing, here, man? That's fine. We actually haven't started our podcast yet. <laughs> we haven't? No, it's just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. No shit. But hey, going into going into next week, you haven't even tested the new car yet, have you? Nope, I haven't tested the new car. I haven't tested positive for COVID. I'm. <laughs> We've got our options open this year. Um, I, I got in the simulator um, at uh, Auto Club with colleague after Hamrick, and they're telling me, like, hey, 4070s are pretty good around Auto Club with this thing. And, like, my third lap, I was in the 4060s. I'm like, and then I ran the next lap of 4055 or something, 4054. I'm like, hey, well, what's uh what's like a good time around here like what's good and they're like oh hemrick was running 4070s and that's the that's the nascar champ right there so um yeah to be able to go a tenth and a half faster than the nascar champion on my fourth lap i was pretty pumped there's no love loss between you two still huh yeah yeah you're your you're best friend right no nah, he's good um we're gonna work hard together as teammates this year and uh achieve a lot i think yeah yeah talk talk about that i mean it, it's what you it's <laughs> rick and what uh almondinger almondinger that, dude we all like dicked each other with- over last year <laughs> <laughs> who came up with that <laughs> chris rice dude he's he's like chris rice is something else he's a great guy but he's like we're gonna shop the world and stuff when they see this driver line up but he uh he, he came to me at the end of last year and was like hey Got some openings for our cup car. You want to come drive it and stuff, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – I didn't 
think like midway through last year that I would like, I mean, between Hemrick and Almendinger, like we all three got into it. Like, like I got into it with those guys, two guys, probably the most last year. And then to be teammates with them, I mean, they're good guys, but when you're racing on Saturdays, like I'm still going to race the shit out of them, but Sundays, uh, you know, be there and support them. So it'll be, that'll be hard to balance. I think is like, like knowing that you are kind of teammates with them, but yeah, I told him, I said, Hey, I'd like to apologize for Saturdays, but I'm all in on Sundays for you guys. So I told him that in the deal. So. I think, I think that that's a, a cool way to, to say that. Um, but talk to us, like, how, how does that all happen? Like, is this a phone call out of nowhere? Has this been in the works for a while? Like, you know, you know, how did, how did this all come about? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, I feel like they're kind of like junior motorsports. Like it's not too corporate. Uh, um, or like a Hendrick deal or something like that's pretty corporate. Like, like we didn't even like, sign the like it was kind of like a handshake deal uh with chris and matt colleague super cool like he obviously invests a lot of his time and money and um stuff into that program so i mean they're they're a good team they got a really family atmosphere and um you know it's not too corporate i feel like like kbm was always corporate when i was there i didn't really start gibbs uh, i ran a couple of races for them in 2018 and it just wasn't wasn't what I needed like I feel more comfortable when there's not a lot of pressure and like you just go like kind of bebop around and just have fun and then when you put the helmet on then it's like okay we're gonna go go do work but when I get to the racetrack it's for me like it's just fun like I I put in a lot of work throughout the week um you know preparing and stuff and trying to be my best so when I get to the racetrack it's like I already know what I need to do like yeah it's more fun and like I try and appreciate the moment you know but uh Hendrick so just kind of getting off on a side note but uh one day this guy texted me and it said like hey this is checking out so you got a second to talk I was like holy shit yeah and he's like, hey, man, we're just getting everything sorted for 2022. Um, and he does, like, Fox stuff. So I thought he was, like, asking me questions for, like, Race Hub. And I, I'm like, he's like, we're looking forward to 2022 and just trying to get all our ducks in a row. So I got some questions for you. I thought he was going to ask about, like, the Race Hub shit. But he's like, we need a COVID billing driver um, in case somebody, like, misses a race like would you want to do that for us and I'm like dude hell yeah like that'd be the absolute dream you know and so um like they sent over like a whole contract and everything like and I haven't even been over there to like sit in a car or pour a seat in surgery or anything um or like see who I would drive for and but yeah I already signed the contract and stuff for that but the colleague stuff it's like hey you want to race it like cool we'll shake hands that's our deal kind of for a few months until recently they had to do legal stuff but yeah quite different between the two companies and every time you walk by william byron you just sneeze without covering it dude i i told him <laughs> that like this is a joke for whoever wants to cancel me 
Um, <laughs> this is obviously a joke, uh, and I need to state that because people like I feel like your guys is like fans. I don't know if they're pretty cool, but like if this got out or like screaming recorded, this is a joke. Um, yeah, I I told my friends they need to go cough on all the Hendrick guys just so I could get a <laughs> shot. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be super cool all right so the first the first like don't cancel me no hashtag no. don't cancel me 2022 <laughs> all year that that's a hashtag that's gonna run all year my uh, whole lifetime shit it seems like everyone's being canceled yeah oh they're trying yeah that rogan's done so um but i think ellen came back so that's good but so hey your first like confirmed your first confirmed race like other than like you have to race your way in next week in the 62 but that first race being Atlanta, kind of no one knows what the fuck to expect with a repay. Are you bummed out that you're not racing on the old surface? Yeah, super bummed out. I was like, let's get both Atlantas. Let's get Homestead. Let's get Martinsville. Let's get Darlington, Richmond. Like, all the short track stuff, like, place I'm good at. Nah, both Atlantas, Pocono. Like, Michigan, I, I kind of like, but that'll just be its own deal. Um but I, I didn't get like the best races till the end of the year. Um, I got uh, Homestead, Phoenix, Martinsville, which are three pretty good tracks for me, I feel like, but uh, which I'm super excited about Martinsville and, and Homestead. But yeah, both Atlanta's like first one's Atlanta. And then my second race is Bristol dirt. So the stat sheet, like if you want to play some good bets, my third or fourth races, especially when we get to homestead like my odds are going to be like really really bad so you can make a lot of money probably i did that once suffered immense heartbreak over it no this year we're coming back for you where's Double david star gonna be is is, is david Double star down, gonna be buddy. out there or? it's a playoff race at homestead this year Double down <clears throat> okay. we were actually oh. watching that last night um homestead still hurts me every time is it is that why you could it hurts me too is that why you couldn't? Uh, no, I, that was like, you know, I went, I already had plans to go see the Jackass movie. Uh, <laughs> he's sitting there with like a fucking bowl of ice cream sobbing over his head. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. Just that watching one. David Starr. Yeah. Watch David Starr cord a tire and everyone in America thought he blew a tire, but it was just corded. Still pounded the wall. Fucking guy. Hey, should we go see Jackass? Is it worth our time? Or yeah, what? you guys haven't seen movie? it yet? Not yet. I don't watch movies, but I, I want to go see that one. No, nah, it's pretty good. Uh, what did you two think of it? 10 out of 10. Was it 10 out of 10? Wow, that's... Oof. Dude, if you want to see, like, then, huh? just gnarly dick stuff, like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, heard a lot of heard a lot of penises are in that movie. I do, yeah. a ton. Like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Every other break? Yeah, I would say it's an 80%, not 90%. Yeah, it's a are lot. They, are they nice ones? ones or are they like gross ones uh they're all like soft but it'll make you feel insecure <laughs> oh no <Great. laughs> yeah don't bring a girl i brought two girls to the movie last night so yeah, i'm gonna have to find a new girlfriend now now <laughs> you're just slouching down in the chair you're like this is what we're fucking missing out on fuck <laughs> to be fair if you're gonna haul your dick out on a movie that a million people are going to see you got to be pretty confident in its size yeah and that's what so they brought in like four new cast members and there's this one guy and which it was only like a premiere only special that they showed after the credits but they're like hey what'd you learn from like 
like coming in doing jackass and what'd you learn from the more veteran guys who have been in it for a long time and the one guy's like this is what i wanted you to to see last night but he was like and i was super nervous that i was gonna have the smallest dick <laughs> and i did <laughs> you can't feel too bad but yeah there's like gnarly stuff you know like one of those like little like ping pong paddles and it has a string and a ball attached to it you know what i'm talking about where they like you like hit it and it like rebounds and no i've never heard of children toys from the 80s they had they had this piece of plexiglass and like they drilled holes in it like around it it was like the same size of like a ping pong paddle deal and they laid their dick on it right and then they had holes in it to put like bolts around it and then they put another piece on top of it and then like screwed the nuts down Call it flat Stanley, the guy's dick in between the two pieces of plexiglass. And then they put the little string and the ball on it. And then they were like fucking with the thing and, and the dick was in it. No, it's fine. I won't ruin the rest of it. But they had some gnarly shit. They had um, skateboard guillotine where he put his shins under like the side of like a skateboard. And the skateboard came down on his shins. From like up high and they dropped it and right on his shins like the edge of a skateboard sure that felt great yeah it looked like it hurt i don't know it's it's worth seeing it's pretty fucking funny now i gotta go back and i gotta edit in a spoiler alert before everything that you just said you skate with <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's brutal spider-man dies oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey we're coming spider-man dies <laughs> we're coming to atlanta so well well uh, are you guys coming yeah, I try. They are. I'm not. Who's coming? Who's all coming? All Those three? two are. I got super modifieds to build. I can't be fucking off all spring. Fucking I got to build big dog. Are you racing them again this year? Yeah, I'm gonna run both big block and small block. You want to drive one sometime? Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> we race loud and weekend with the crate cars. So get done with the uh, where Xfinity race at Loudon at Star. It's like 45 minutes from Loudon. So just buzz on over to Star when you're done. And I'll put you in it. All right. Deal. <laughs> and then really make sure and then make sure to buzz back because we're gonna have another party and you gotta be there this time. Uh, if I stay for the race, then I'll stay for the party and I'll fly out on the couple eight. I feel like you kind of big time this last time. You were you were all in ready for the party, and then you're like, nah, dude, I'm already on my way home. You're like, oh, cool. I know. I um I think that was my birthday weekend. And I we were coming back for my birthday party but dude i fucking hate loudon i don't know how you guys live up there because <laughs> i fucking hate all like the northeast and i'm sorry for that and i think i said it before and dolly got all pissed off at me but dude i don't know how the fuck you guys live up there <laughs> me neither but hey how about Derek griffith let's get a applause for Derek griffith baby i feel like we just did this i'm so fired up for Derek. that's so cool like, you got a chance in that car, or is it a shitbox? Um, he'll get a good chance to like, like run top ten easy, and then maybe top five. Yeah, for sure. Like, so it's not a toilet. I mean, John Hunter was the only good guy in it last year, and he ran fourth at Richmond and ran in the top five almost all day. So, like, if they put like, I feel like Derek's really, really talented. Um. Like, I look, I look up to him. Like, I was 
picking his brain a lot at the Derby and stuff. He helped me a ton. So I think he'll be pretty good. It, he might struggle with just the difference in cars and like how to drive an Xfinity car. Cause I feel like that's a much different technique on how you drive it and just like how you use the throttle and stuff. It's kind of like this super late models, more point and shoot and like in the gas off the, or like in the gas, off the gas, like hard on the brake and then lift and then back in the throttle, like hard for the Xfinity car. You're more like 10, 20, like all the money is made in like 10, 20, 30% throttle, like holding that through the center of the corner and just getting your minimum speed up pretty high. I don't know where he's racing. Do you guys know his New Hampshire and where else? His first race is uh, Martinsville, which will be that will be there as well. Um, <laughs> he'll be good. He'll be good there. Yeah. He'll be good there. Like he's a short track guy. Like, they're like I would say just try and be the lowest on exit out of anyone and it's really hard to get past that way no I, I think that I think he'll do good I think he'll do he has a much better shot than he did with that KBM truck because that truck without practice must have been difficult at gateway because trucks are hard trucks are tough and that gateway gateway is a hard track too like I feel like there your speeds are really high and you're right on the limit of the tire and like kind of like an IndyCar or F1 car on iRacing. Like you drive it, come out of the pits and it just snaps on you. Like that's kind of how a truck is there. You know, there's a really fine line. I, I thought that that was it, almost not, not a raw deal, but like you finally get your big chance. If you're Derek, you, you get, you get into the truck series and then all of a sudden no practice track. You've never been to big, fast racetrack. And you're like, Oh fuck. Like he's already behind the eight ball before he gets there but uh, yeah and the simulators aren't like that accurate on your marks and stuff like you can go fast in there but it's not really accurate on your marks so it's kind of just go as fast as you can but i don't really know how much you're learning you know how different like is the simulator from iRacing? racing like is it the same or is it a little different way easier you can really? you get to feel the car like iRacing racing it's all visual yeah that's true so your hands are reacting to where you see the, the front of the car going kind of where like i feel like i racing like the cars really like like they move a lot around a lot like a lot of body roll in it where like the simulator you can feel it more in your butt and you can like but the actual like brake pressure how much brake pressure you'll hold and then when you can use the brakes um how much you can get on the gas and that kind of stuff, it's not really accurate, but like the actual feel, like if I could run that simulator on iRacing, oh, it'd be so easy. Like you'd win every race because you can like literally feel the car and everything. You got live telemetry. So you try different like throttle techniques, braking techniques um, through the corner. And that's what we've been really working hard on this past year or really three years is just having different options when you go to racetracks on like how like the car's never going to be perfect so how you can drive it optimal optimally and are you charging entry speed and like a quick dump out of the gas like a light switch so you're 100 percent to zero and then are you using brake how much brake are you using are you using 500 to a thousand pounds of brake pressure for 200 feet or using two or 300 pounds for 400 feet you know so less break for a longer distance or 
more break for a shorter distance all that kind of stuff is like really what our, we've been focusing on um with josh wise he's been a big help on that like that's like we do different techniques at the go-kart track and stuff and in the simulator to have options so like when you go to a racetrack like when i go to martinsville i feel like that's one of my best tracks um i have i can drive that place four or five different ways right now um and so depending on how my car's handling i'll change up my line and i'll change up what i'm doing with the gas on the brake to be able to drive the car to the optimal balance of like what it can go like the fastest it can go um which that was cool that was cool about martinsville this year so i don't know if i'm really allowed to tell this story just from a technical side but basically we have ride heights in the car um going through tech and we put a spring rubber in the left rear to keep the car held up and do you who watches this uh the head tech a loaded question yeah like do any like razor people watch it uh yeah you and your friends max mclaughlin um does max um basically the left rear rubber holds it up in tech and then it spits it out which like i'm pretty sure everyone does that but the left rear, say if you're doing it everyone else is probably already doing it too you know the left rear rubber never came out so it added like five and a half percent of wedge in it at Marsville this year when we had to win never spit that rubber out it was 22 rounds of wedge in the car and so basically that made it extremely tight in the first run i'm like holy shit guys like there's no way we can even have a shot at running the top 10 with this thing like like i'm fucked like i can't i can't do anything with it and then we freed it up and kept freeing it up freeing it up and then finally got to a point we we're still really tight in the center but finally got to a point where i could like get off the corner and through the center of the corner without like completely bogging it down because when you kill your center speed it bogs it down a lot and then you're just not like it's kind of the xfinity cars are kind of like have a power band where like you got to be above a certain like a two-stroke motor on like a go-kart or something or like if it's super bogged down it won't get up there and then once it climbs it's like you know um so finally freed it up and then had enough and then i was really working my tire pressures under caution um my right rear tire especially and trying to heat that up to you can't really you might build a couple millimeters of stagger in it but just getting extremely hot and slipping that tire under caution in the right rear and getting on the gas and turning left um, and spinning that right rear tire, you can change the balance of the car. So um, that that's what I felt like won that race is just working the tires and, and building um, it more free under caution to be able to get through the corner and stuff. But I almost threw that one away, which is not good in that last I mean- corner some of the times that we, we've talked like we, we we talked about like the different programs and stuff that you guys use to, to check like lap times and like how you're on and off that road things like that like kind of your deep like the what you go through on a debrief and things like that do you find yourself 
more interested in the, in the technical side of things than maybe people would realize because you, you're not stupid by any means. Like, you know, all, all too often you're, you're considered, you know, like the, the, the party boy or whatever. But like, I've heard some brilliant shit come out of your mouth too. No, like I haven't really said a whole lot. Um, I feel like maybe I don't, I, I don't want to say I try not to give information away, but you almost play dumb because you're racing those guys and you want to make them think you're a lot dumber than you are. So they aren't really thinking about you. Uh, trying to pay attention and really studying. Um, it's like what we do throughout the week. Like I mentioned earlier, when I get time, um, like when I, like when we, like I fuck off a lot, but we're at the track, like, I'm thinking about getting an Xbox for the hauler this year, just like to play Madden or something before the races. But um, no, there's definitely like, I feel like I can call an Xfinity race right now um, from the crew chief standpoint on when to pit and when not to pit, just, just being around it and learning and learning how to strategize that um, before the races, we'll have um, a piece of paper. Um, we'll have a whole piece of paper with, every lap on it like 200 laps it'll be all in boxes and it'll go one three four five six eight nine it'll tell you like when the end of the stage is and then they'll have it calculated out here's your fuel window for the final stage and xfinity is fairly simple on how you call a race um you can either short pit um and, and once you get in your fuel window and be good like on a mile and a half or like you can run it long and hope for a caution and put on tires at the end when everyone else is out of tires. So it's, it's fairly simple. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely learning throughout the week and, and really working hard on that aspect is like what, what I really have been trying. And that's where I feel like junior motorsports, they're super, like I'm super comfortable there and confident just cause like they know, like, like, we'll have fun. But when I put the helmet on, like I'm putting all that information in. Um, so I'm listening, even if it looks like I'm not listening, I'm, I listen to everything, but I still have a long ways to go, you know? So, so prior to, I guess, 2020, there, there seems like there was a lot more crossover between what you can learn skills wise, driving, things like that between uh, Xfinity and Cup. I mean, generally speaking, they were similar. But now with this next gen car, like, are we just fish out of water, like starting completely from scratch, or, or have you learned anything from anybody talking to them, or you know, what are the things that you have to expect when you jump in one of those for the first time? Uh, I really have open expectations. Um, I more have the expectations as it's going to drive the same as the old car. Um, it's a race car with four tires a steering wheel, a gas pedal, a brake, a clutch. And learning all these different techniques on how to drive the car to the optimal standard over the past couple of years and really thinking about how you can go faster and different ways to go faster. Um, I think anybody can go out there and not anybody, but a majority, like a lot of people could go out there and go lay down a fast lap time, but it's like replicating it and tire wear, but 
listening to all these guys, they're all like, oh, this is different. The steering's bad. Like, that's what I, like, comparing to Hemrick, feel like he's kind of overthinks it a little bit, just being with him at JRM and even listening to him in the simulator yesterday at college where I'm going into it with the expectations of, hey, it's going to be the same and figure out how to make it the same. Obviously, it's going to be different, but um, I drove it yesterday having those expectations, and I'm like, yeah, it feels exactly the same as the other cars on at Auto Club, you know? So I don't, I don't think it'll be too different. Aero might be a little different, but and how you're using that, and so you'll have to learn on the fly kind of, but you're still going 180 miles an hour, 170 miles an hour in the corner. The air is going to be disrupted anyways, and the still standard philosophies and techniques apply of peaking your left front headlight out and all that. So I can't assume that it'll be that much different. They, they keep talking about how they don't have enough cars for basically Daytona. Um, and obviously you rate the 62 car. Do you guys, do you guys have a backup car? And it is, do you think that that's going to kind of limit how much, how aggressive you can be in the duels? Cause obviously we saw you last year be probably the most aggressive driver out there. And it, you did uh, all the moves you made were, were calculated and they worked, they worked perfectly. And then you obviously get taken out by someone else who shall remain nameless. And, um, but yeah, going into speed weeks this year, like do you guys have a backup car ready to go or. Mm-mm. So that car is being prepped up at RCR. And I actually, I told those guys, the RCR guys, cause they have like alliance with Brendan gone. He used to be over at RCR. So they're, um, Darren Shaw's building that car up at RCR just cause they have more resources and they kind of, they built enough over the last two years at RCR to like help them out. Um, and we were fitting my seat last week and they're like, man, like it, it'd be great. Like to have the two RCR cars and you'd be third. And I, I was like, yeah, it would be a great day. But if those two RCR cars are in front of me come in the checkers, like you better know that I'm going to wreck the dog shit out of them. So like <laughs> one of Daytona 500, like, like I, I'm like, I'm, I, I like to apologize in advance. Cause like, I'm, I'm a wreck the shit out of you guys. If it's for Daytona 500, they're like, well, that's not what we want to hear, but I guess if I was in that situation, that's fair, but no, we don't have uh so I think there's going to be 41 cars um, on the entry list right now. And so that means that one guy's not in Hopefully, We didn't get to qualify last year. So I had to really race my ass off. And we didn't have a backup car last year either, but I knew I only had one shot and that's to be like the highest finishing guy out of the four. So I, I had to race the whole time to really keep the track position. Um, this year with us only having one chassis, like they had other chassis for the other races, but with us only having one chassis for all four races this year and to get into the Daytona 500, I think I'm going to have to ride around in the back. We haven't really talked about it a whole lot, but um, kind of got to see how qualifying goes. But yeah, we're definitely going to have to to like ride around and hope that we get in, you know? So I can't be too aggressive. And I expect that if we make the race that we're going to have to do the same in the race as well. Just ride around and let everybody wreck and then try to have as minimal damage to the race car as possible, which sucks. But I mean, that's, that's the box we're in, but it's still a good opportunity to be in it. Like without the beard family, 
that's four races that I wouldn't be running this year, which is pretty nice of them to be able to let me drive it, you know? We had Derek Nealand on yesterday. I'm sure he's going to be absolutely thrilled to hear that, that you're going to junk the shit out of Tyler Reddick to win the 500. Uh, I do it like in RP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for what that's worth. So you're running all the plate tracks with uh, the 62 car this yep. year? Yep, all the plate tracks with them. Um, you know, the new cars, there's not a lot of difference. Like, I think watching the Clash, like, it was pretty cool seeing, you know, guys like Cody Ware and priest which they wouldn't have even had a close shot at all going to that race for them to be able to you know run fast and practice and qualify somewhat decent and race somewhat decent i think i think that'll be good i still think the cream is going to rise to the top for everyone and all those big teams they're still going to have an advantage but at the same time i think it closes that that playing field a lot from the small teams to the big teams, you know, they, those guys might, they used to be 10, 15 laps down at Martinsville. Now they might be three, you know? So. Do, do you think we'll that, yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of like you said, do you, the cream is still going to rise to the top, obviously, but for someone like you, who you've, you've got what one duel under your belt technically in a, in a cup car. So, I mean, this is also a good opportunity for someone like you who you're finally kind of getting an opportunity to get into some full full races and stuff like that. Do you think that you, with your experience from the Xfinity stuff and the trucks and, and your success from that, that that's going to help you, uh, you know, be competitive right off the bat because everybody's starting from square one? I don't know. I really don't have a clue. Like, could go out there and run 30th. We could go out there and run the top five, you know? I don't know what's realistic, but my goals going into this year for the cup stuff is to finish every lap and every race and, and make it to the end and kind of reassess once you get three or four races in and be like, okay, this is, this is our strong suit. This is our weaknesses. Where can we grow? Where can we like, yeah, get better. And I don't really have any expectations going into the season on the cup side, except for finishing. Like my goal is to finish every lap of the every race so once we do that for a handful of them then we can reevaluate but right now i don't have any any expectations at all knowing knowing how good you are at martinsville was there ever any talks of you running the clash in in the coliseum this past weekend or was that always going to be aj you think i think it was always going to be an aj thing they never they never asked me to do it and i haven't got to test any either so um it kind of going in cold turkey but sometimes that's better like like the when i ran that gibbs car at richmond like i was so nervous the night the day of and the night before and i didn't know what to expect what they would feel like but i feel like that's almost better when you don't have expectations because you just drive the car to your the best of your ability and you're just trying to go fast or like you get caught up in it every week and that's kind of challenging because it's a big mental side of the sport. And like when you get done with the race, you almost got to erase your brain and reset and regroup and, and be ready to go for the next weekend. But yeah, it definitely goes in waves. You know, I, I definitely think there's momentum and that's something I need to get better at is not riding the lows too low. And um, I'm always going to ride the highs as as much as I can. Um, I feel like if you have a couple of good weeks, uh, you know, it just, 
you just feed off that momentum. So definitely trying to regroup and, and get confident again is, is definitely a struggle of mine. Um, you know, when you're, it just never seems like it's going to turn around, but once you get a good weekend and it turns around, then it's like, okay, we're good. You know? Oh, nothing, nothing turns your momentum around quite like saying that you're going to go out there and win a race and then winning Martinsville last year. That was yeah. I like, I kind of like had, um, it in the back of my mind, like, I, which I, I, in 2017, we were getting to the end of the truck series season. We had three races left and we were going to Martinsville and Marcus Richmond, who crew chief me in, in KBM in 2017, he had late model stocks and stuff. He's won some races up at Martinsville and short track stuff. He's like, Hey man, like we better win this weekend. And I'm like, okay. Like I entered another mindset and then going into this year and we won in the truck. I'm like, okay. Like, but I never have entered that mindset. It was really hard for me to get into it, but like going into Martinsville this year is the only other time I've been in that mindset of like, like you kind of know that you're going to win, like all options are kind of out. And luckily we got a caution at the end of this year and had an opportunity to restart again against Hemrick because he was, he was gone. We were going to run second for sure. Um, if it weren't for that caution, but that enabled us another opportunity, but um, yeah, it's, like I was just so like fired up going into Martinsville and everything that happened in Kansas and with Sam and stuff. Like I was super pissed off and we just had like a vibe going through the shop that like we're King Dick and we're going to fuck them up this weekend type deal, you know? And I tried getting into that mindset for Phoenix and I could never do it. Like I was like so happy to be there that like I couldn't get pissed off enough, you know? Well, you gotta be, you gotta have an, an almost like a, a side of arrogance and confidence going into every race as a race car driver. It, it pisses me off when people like call me cocky or arrogant. Cause it's like, you gotta be, you're not going to be successful driving race cars. If you're not. No, That's I think Kyle Busch is definitely that way. Joey Logano, like, like, if you ever get the opportunity to watch those guys, like during driver intros and national anthem and stuff, like they're pretty like zoned in, like, like I saw it firsthand in 2016 at Homestead. Kyle Busch was racing for a championship. Like, like it was like laser focus. And so like trying to get into that zone of like where you're, you're seeing people talk to you, but you're not listening at all. Like you're not even hearing what they're saying. It's kind of like when you're in a race car and you have a spotter and you're so focused in on hitting your marks and stuff that you're almost not even listening to your spotter. Like it's, it might be registering your head like quickly, but you're not like taking time to be like, Oh, he's saying that I'm inside of someone right now, or that's kind of how that, that feeling is walking up to driver and trust at Martinsville is like, yeah, no, there's nobody else here. Like you, everybody's almost invisible is how it was at Martinsville this year. Like, like fuck them. Like it doesn't really matter. I'm going to go whoop their ass right now. It's kind of the mindset I have. And like, I'll fuck around at driver intros and talk shit to the other guys and like, like tell them, Oh, you better watch out. That nine's going to be pretty squirrely out there at the first corner and stuff. And like, I dick around and stuff. But like, I know when I put that helmet on most, like every time that, yeah, that's when I get that, that focus, you know, only a few times it's like that during driver intros and Martinsville was one. 
Really? Oh, I thought you were. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I mean, we have some Patreon questions that people uh, people asked. Uh, Matt Steen says, "If it wasn't for racing, what would be, what would you be doing for a living?" Oh shit! I, didn't we talk about this uh, tonight? What was my answer? I don't think I answered. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about like what it'd be like to be just like a normal college kid because I didn't go to college at all. So um, we we're like, shit, I don't know where I'd go to college. Maybe San Diego or Arizona or something. Arizona um, yeah, you know, just get <laughs> obliterated every day and party and quiz your way out how to get how to get good enough grades to pass. You know you got to cheat on it or what you need to do um i'm not i'm not a school kid so i hated school so i'd probably try and find a job and figure out how i could yeah get a regular job or work two jobs and try and pay somebody to do my homework or something um figure out how to afford that you know but um yeah i don't i don't know what i'd be doing um probably try and be a dirt biker or mountain biker or snowboarder or something something action sports related um but then i really like art too um like drawing and stuff i, I don't really draw much any, anymore but when i was a kid i used to draw and stuff and like i don't know kind of like that and like paint schemes and stuff were pretty cool so figure out how to do that or something along those lines i don't know um but definitely something in a racing industry you know try and become a mechanic on a dirt bike or um do something like that you know mitch brown asks who is your idol or someone you looked up to and what what kind of impact did they have on your life uh johnny sins the uh no i'm kidding <laughs> uh probably travis pastrana which i think we might have talked about that on last time but yeah travis Did you get to race with him or was he done when you started racing no i never got to race against him i actually raced against him once in um las vegas and he was like super cool i was in a van going out to some fan fest deal and uh like where all the souvenir trucks and stuff were in vegas on the front like outside the front straightaway i was in a van with him like dude can i get a selfie with you like like you're like my hero and he's like yeah man no, yeah yeah i'm like dude this guy's so cool so i always like i like he's always my idol growing up um you know since i was super super young five six seven years old watching my x games and all that stuff you know being a fan of his and then um i actually went to a strip club in vegas with him it was just cool so uh yeah he's a rowdy guy i actually made a pretty big bet with him like we were we were in the gas pretty hard that night and uh it was getting towards the end of the night and i'm like where do you think you're gonna run and like this weekend in the knee truck and he's like oh i i think i'll i could get a top 10 and i'm like fuck no you ain't getting a top 10 like that's bizarre like that's fucking stupid shit i ever heard i'm like fuck you i'll bet you 20 grand you don't finish in the top 10 like i threw out like a ridiculous number i don't even have 20 grand and <laughs> like i threw out like the most outrageous number i could think of and it was 20 grand at the time but i'm like that's a lot of fucking money like like there ain't no fucking way and he's like deal shake my hand i'm like fuck all right deal <laughs> and then the next day i texted my manager brandon mcreynolds and i'm like 
dude, we got to figure out how to like get 20 grand, like sell some PSAs or something or like, like sell something so we could like have like 20 grand to spare. Um, and he's like, what the fuck, man? Are you fucking serious? I'm like, dude, it's Travis Pastrana. Like I had to like, <laughs> like just that time. Like that's Can't even be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so then this was like on a Wednesday and they didn't race till Friday. And so Thursday, or this might have been on Tuesday, actually. So, like, Wednesday, he's like, hey, man, like, he texts me. He's like, you sure you still want to do this bet? Like, I, I have to get permission from my old lady and stuff. And, like, it's a lot of money, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, a deal's a deal. I'm like, all right, yeah, deal's a deal. Like, there ain't no fucking way. <laughs> and then the next day, Thursday came around. And he's like, hey, man, like, getting closer. You sure you're still cool with this bet? And I'm like, fuck am i still cool with it like i don't know man like but i didn't tell him that i'm like yeah no dude but a bet's a bet but like in the back of my head i'm like oh shit man that, that's a lot of fucking money like I, I don't know how i'm gonna figure out how to get this money if i lose and then uh the day of he's like hey man we still on for this bet and i'm like fuck yeah roll it we're in vegas like fucking do it and then he uh he didn't he finished like shit like in the 20s or something and i'm like fuck yeah motherfucker <laughs> that's like the easiest 20 grand you could ever make in your lifetime like better than amc stock better than bitcoin any of that shit <laughs> like that's easy fucking work and it didn't take that much intelligence either because we were pretty like on the gas that night you know like for <laughs> the moment so um i ended up like i'm like thinking i'm like nah dude that's a fucking dickhead ass move to make somebody pay 20 grand after they suck like <laughs> after they suck and i'm like i'm like there ain't like i wouldn't pay i don't think i'd be paying that if i was there but like he's like i'm a man of my word i'm paying you i'm like no 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 like don't pay me how about how about we do a helmet trade and so he sent me one of his red bull helmets and so now i have one of his red bull nascar helmets which that to me is priceless like yeah that's that's priceless like that that beats anything like could ever imagine you know so yeah it's uh excuse me it all worked out and uh yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm glad when we were on the gas uh that one time at the strip club and we had a paper airplane contest with dollar bills we didn't bet 20 grand on it because you and i both completely missed the stage charlie's plane went backwards and you for sure would have won that one as well. Cause that was, that was pretty, that was pretty fun. And that was probably like a bucket list item, like something that probably should never happen, but did happen and probably won't ever happen again. Like the, the fact that the girl was like making them with us, like, I feel like we should have got kicked out for that, but it was a lot of fun. You They're know? cool there. I feel like that's more like a bikini bar. That's yeah. You know? yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I'm not like a huge strip club guy. Like, well, I'll go to a strip club and go hang out with everyone and like make up some bullshit story about how I'm like Goodyear blind pilot or I <laughs> like won the origami championship last year or some shit, you know, but like, I, I don't ever go in the back room with those scumbags. Like they're, they pay taxes. I get it. Like they're good girls, somebody's daughter, but like, that just ain't my, ain't my deal. Like going in the back room. Like I don't really spend money on them. Um, I'm more in it to just have a good time and have some drinks, but yeah, yeah, I've been, 
I'm not going to drink this year in Daytona. I'm, I'm sober Sally now. I did my dry January, and then we, um, we talked about this. You might get me out for one night. We talked about this. What? Were you not with us when we were at Wing House, and I ordered just like a bucket? Uh, of hey, was there? Yeah, and yeah. the waitress was like, "All right, yeah, is that for the table?" I was like, "No, that's no, my. that's for me." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I, I, I took like, a video of it. I took a video of it, and he was like sleeping, with his head down on the bar. Yeah, like, Yo, don't don't get me in this table. fucking video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's a good time. Yeah, so I, I might go out for one night, but yeah, I'm definitely can't fit in the seat anymore in my race suit so i gotta gotta cut some calories out of my hey, dad at the derby i mean you, you typically bring a bunch of fire suits they were looking a little snug pal 100 calories oh, yeah. 100 there calories some, right here. yeah there you go it's corona time <laughs> the only corona i need in my life right <laughs> yeah no they're super snug like i was about to pop out and thing so now we were joking before yeah. we started recording that you're gonna need brendan gone's suit for daytona yeah, yeah. They're, uh, I, I told you I was going to tell people that at like Daytona 500 Media Day or something. Like, yeah, my suits aren't fitting good. Um, I'm about to text Brendan. I need to wear a suit. They already put a seat in the car for me. So um, that's pretty tight on me, too. So you, you should absolutely do that. And it was funny earlier when you were saying that you thought Chad Knauss was asking you the race sub questions because those only come when you're laying on our couch. I know, right? Yeah, that was pretty Wait. wild. Not gonna lie. Wait, what? I what happened on the couch? So you, I walked in. I got kicked out of my Airbnb that day because I was flying home that night. And I walk. I showed up to Brad and Charlie's. Just bust through the door like I own the place. And you're like mid interview with Adam Alexander, uh, talking about the race. I'm like, oh shit! I'm hearing conversations that like. That's what it was. That's what yeah. I, I. Yeah, I remember. Like, I was like, shut up, shut up. I I have to do that. Like. <laughs> A few times now, where I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, like, I'm getting a phone call. Like, it's not that important, but it's important to me. So, like, like, let me let me talk for like a few minutes. Like, I, I loved it. I, I sat outside. on the chair. I listened to you talk to your crew chief, to Brandon McReynolds, to Ryan Reed. I'm like, I don't think I should be a part of any of these conversations, but I'm not gonna say a fucking word. Nah, they're all. All, you, just like us we we knew when you were off the phone though because you told us that it was time to pack the track at volusia and woke the whole house up <laughs> i said that yeah no. you stood on the coffee table <laughs> yeah it was like last one right yeah what did i say yeah volusia county speedway everybody get up and pack the track let's fucking go no that wasn't me yeah, that was you, dude. <laughs> i'm not that crafty to come up with that shit yeah, do you not do you not remember remaking every lyric to every song that came on no i do that a lot though was yeah. that good yeah <laughs> yeah well so so it's funny though because we got back and we i don't remember where we, where we even were i think we were at ihop we came back to our airbnb and it was like 4 35 in the morning and it was, you're like it was early <laughs> you're, you're remixing like you're, you're rapping but you're remixing whatever song you're singing and it was loud as shit like you had the speaker as loud as it would go and i like turned it down because we're in like a condo complex like there's people attached <laughs> on like each side and shit and i'm like I'm like, these people for sure are going to be awake. So, like, I turned it down, and you turned it back up. And I turned it down, you turned it back up. And I was just sitting there for, like, 30 seconds, just, like, pissed. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to get in trouble for this shit. And then I stopped, and I was like, no, this is pretty good. 
And there's not many times that he's probably going to be standing like in the middle of the living room performing a concert for me and all my dumbass friends from Maine. So uh, kind of just. Well, I apologize. That was that was that was like blitz, Noah. Like I wouldn't have never done that. Like if that we didn't go out that night. We so were all gas, no breaks that night for sure. Yeah, I apologize on that one. No, don't don't apologize. It was fun what? as hell. We didn't even go to bed after you were done. We definitely just like turned on. Just the like room. fucking punch me if I'm being like a scumbag like that. Like that's scumbag ass move. Just like. Shit the fuck down, motherfucker. I, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, you were the only one that Shut had the fuck up. track that day. So we were just kind of letting you have your moment. And yeah. we, we were the only one what? You were the only one that did laps on the big track that day. So we we're like, yeah, let him have his moment. Oh, I watched the race back. Like yeah. it was playing on TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Like four in the morning. It was like four in the morning. And you're like, we had the TV on. And I just found the race. You're like, oh, shit. And then you sat down, like literally crisscross applesauce, Indian style. Like we were in fourth grade in the reading circle. And you were nose to nose with the fucking TV watching it. And you're like, I got a snap of it. Thoughts that are about to happen. Like, oh yeah. And then this guy gets up on the inside here. And then I go around him and this, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I don't know. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. I had to watch it back. We're all like, you were dialed in. This kid just did laps to try and make the Daytona 500. And he's sitting on our living room floor. So like, I mean, we're, we're proud of you. We, we like uh, i'm a dipshit man i'm oh, sorry for <laughs> no that's i think i think I, I don't think you realize that there's a reason why you're like one of our like only good friends in in the top three series is because you're a dipshit but we're also dipshits so we're all dipshits together you know uh, that's what i like like a lot of these podcast guys are just like weird but you guys are cool shit <laughs> <laughs> you got it we all got to be dipshits together like the dipshits well, like i hate i fucking hate doing podcasts but like you guys ever named me on this one dude i love doing it because you guys are like cool to talk to these other guys are like oh so uh it looks like uh, this and I'm like, what the fuck are we even talking about like <laughs> are we talking about cool ass shit have good ass time yeah yeah, yeah but- how many how many racing podcasts do you go on and talk about penises and jackass the movie i've like, never I done it I, I feel like that doesn't happen with everyone else yeah like oh if my pr lady saw this she'd be so fucking mad <laughs> oh good it's a good thing it's going to go out to the masses on monday yeah black flag podcast a pr department's nightmare it is a pr department's nightmare i know you like right when i first met you guys you're like here's our sticker it's got beer and a black flag on it and like like oh yeah i'll fucking put this on my car hell yeah <laughs> I, I put it on this year at the dirt at the derby too yeah right yeah we, we, we had to get our annual photo in of you, of you putting it on the derby. yeah that's a new tradition but the the one of the funnier things that I had saw, that we had seen when this like at the derby this past year, we wake up on your couch in your living room, oh, yeah. and and you had you had your mother Brandon McReynolds on the other side of the oh. the Airbnb, and you get out wearing garb from the establishment from the night before, and <laughs> looks at you and you're like you're not fucking wearing that. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing my Sammy strip coat hat. So, so you you took the hat off. And for sure, just wore the gold chain that said Sammy's instead. Yeah, that was sweet. Uh, that, I you, know. I feel like people are going to watch this and they're like, oh, this guy goes to strip clubs every time. But like. It, you, we just treat them like bars. Like, I don't go out back that, either. Yeah, that's I feel like that's. Yeah, I think that like that's the one misconception that people get. It's like, oh, they're all fucking creepy, scummy people like going to strip clubs doing this. It's like it's a bar. You're going um, to- going there to network, dude. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's like you said, networking, like you're not going to go to Applebee's and see fucking, you know, 
anybody. Really. Yeah, if you're gonna have a business meeting, might as well do it in a good venue. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's so. there's there's plenty to do it, especially Grandview. There's pool tables and shit. There's ba- like the bar in the back. There's like you know stages and shit. Like oh, I never dude, went... I even get good at pool. I used to hate that game. I'm so good at it now. I played one game and I figured out that's a fun game. It actually is. <laughs> it's perfect. Like I I probably played pool four games in my life and then i played the other day at uh riley's uh herps and like dude i sunk all them fuckers i'm like dude this shit's easy like i like this game so yeah i i'm gonna um buy my own like pool stick and like chalk and shit so i'll bring it down to grandview if you guys want to rip a game with me (laughs) instead of walking down the road with your helmet you're gonna have your own fucking pool stick yeah That'd be that'd be fucking hilarious. That'd be the life. You could probably fit in a little bit better with a pool cue than fucking a helmet walking down A1A. Probably makes yeah. sense. That place is a fucking... I, didn't, I have my backpack or something. A suitcase. Did I have my suitcase? You had a bag. Yeah, you had a bag. Yeah. I don't, which was dumb because I was staying a block away from you guys where I could have just went. <laughs> I think you left oh, your car in a 7-Eleven parking lot or some shit. Oh, no. What happened... I, I was with you. Because I, I slept in my car, in my rental car in the Bass Pro Shop parking lot during the Daytona 500 during the rain delay. Yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. trying to yeah. find yeah. you. Yeah, you had texted me. You're like, uh, P.F. Chang's? I'm like, the, the, the race is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I uh, Like, I didn't have anywhere to stay. Yeah. I was homeless. <laughs> and then I finally got to stay. Uh, my sister had a hotel room with, like, two of her friends pretty cool and um <laughs> so i slept in one of the beds but they were in like this like you know where um you know where the other wing house is like by the speedway and like yeah. by that um yeah it's like highway it's like across the street kind of isn't it so across the highway like across like where that interstate is on the other side of the interstate from the speedway dude don't go over there <laughs> dude you had to you had to pay for towels Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was like a, like it was like a, like where you go pay for the hour for a hotel room with a chip. <laughs> like that's where my family stayed last year, and all <laughs> all my family friends, and so like, like it was like gnarly. Like you had to pay for like, like I've never I stay at a lot of hotels, but never have you had like there's always towels in your room. They had to go downstairs to the desk and like buy towels and shit, and they're probably crunchy or like rent them for like three bucks a piece or something so that's where we stayed and there's like a shooting there like a couple months after and stuff and like i mean it was kind of cool but <laughs> i mean like if, if someone asked me to rent a towel for three dollars i'd probably pull a gun out i'll air dry i'll air dry for $3. yeah but think about this dude let's say that you don't have a hotel room and your family members have a hotel room but they're all at the race that you're supposed to be in and you're supposed to fly home that night well i didn't know like i was supposed to fly home on the team plane well i didn't know when the race would get over and so i'm like screw this i'm just gonna drive home and so that on monday because i didn't know when the race was gonna get over if it's gonna get delayed till monday and so I was like, shit, I got nowhere to stay. So then I fell asleep in the Bass Pro Shop parking lot 
in my Malibu. And then luckily my family is still staying until Monday or else I would have not had it anywhere. But you guys were staying there, but I don't, did you guys move? No, we, we stayed, we stayed in the same place last year and we invited you out and you didn't show up. So we just had to hang out with dad instead. Oh, I was so tired that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about it, but I'm like, dude, I'm exhausted. Cause I, yeah. Cause I stayed up Saturday night. And I ended up at like some kid's house, like 45 minutes away with this girl that I like met on Instagram. I don't think I had a girlfriend back then. So, <laughs> um, not in like a bad way, but um, I've never really had a girlfriend. So, um, she's like behind me. I, I Ubered with this girl. I met this girl. Yeah. I remember this okay so I met this girl and I'm like hey like let's hang out and so she came and hung out and we went to this random kid's house dude like wherever they're building in another 10 minutes they're building a Bucky somewhere around there and another 10 minutes away from the Bucky's from Granby Live so a long ways then went to this kid's house dude it's like 6 a.m at this point like when we've been there for an hour and like very kids i'm like oh yeah like feel like i got this one in the bag like i'm about ready to go home well then we stayed there till like 8 a.m and i went back to my hotel room sunday morning got a late checkout and slept but like i was in the car with like four girls five girls and I was like sitting all across them and stuff it was crazy man <laughs> sounds like you're living the I didn't know where I was because I think we were at uh Grandview that night it must have been because we were there every night <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like whatever hey, that's cool huh yeah yeah when he's not trying to kill somebody but yeah that that, that is awesome dude I like that a lot no, yeah, that that's cool shit. Me and me and him ruined the anniversary surprise uh, on the beach of Daytona like Thursday night. You you remember that? No, it was just us three. <laughs> me? No, yeah. Well, you were there, but um, so we were out there, and it was actually us three and Reagan, and there might have been some other uh, females involved. Um, and so we were walking. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Oh, his sister and his girlfriend. That's who it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we we're walking from like your where you were staying to the ocean. And we saw that they're like, Oh, they had it written in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> yeah. So I, drew, I think I drew a dick. Or no, Thad drew a dick and I wrote like cunt. And I turned <laughs> the minute I did, I was like, wait, what does this even say? And I like stepped back and it said like happy anniversary like happy 15th anniversary and then like the name and so now it said like happy with like a dick in between <laughs> happy dick anniversary and then it was like happy like cunt like happy dick anniversary cunt <laughs> the name i turned around and it was like so perfect the like you could tell that the hotel like was just overlooking the ocean obviously yeah so like it was written huge in the sand and they were yeah. gonna open up the windows <laughs> yeah yeah in the yeah. morning off the balcony and see like happy anniversary babe <laughs> i do remember that dude yeah. yes yes dude no that was like that was like thursday night and no we hung out with that every night after that too like he's cool shit yeah that's cool i like that a lot now he's, he's super cool guy. 
and now he's old enough to hang out with us so he can come this year i know finally <laughs> yeah <laughs> finally he can legally participate yeah thank goodness so we have one more patreon question before i forget uh describe oh, yeah that was a long answer for our question huh? <laughs> uh describe colby benjamin asked or said describe the moment you found out you were going big time so i guess when you found out you were going like i don't know k and n arca truck something i don't think i'm big time i think if you're like I don't know. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, not a kid, but like when I was racing legend cars and stuff, I would watch like Dylan Kwasniewski's YouTube videos from racing k and I was like, holy shit, dude, that's like the top. Like, that's it right there, you know? Like, dude, this guy's badass. Like, that'd be like the ultimate goal. And then I got to K&N and ran decent and got the opportunity in truck and then it's like I don't know if you kind of become accustomed to it but it's hard to take an outside look in at like what you're really doing because I feel like I'm no different than if I was racing a weight model every weekend like it's still the same shit it's just a lot more eyes on you but I don't really feel like there's any eyes on me um I just feel like like a late model guy or a legend car guy like that does it like faster speeds but i don't really notice that i'm big time at all like i don't really feel like anything's really changed in that sense you obviously have to do a lot more stuff throughout the week but no i don't really feel like i've made it at all and i don't really know if i'll ever feel like i make it you know i don't know how you how you feel that way where you're you're ever satisfied or you you get so accustomed to like, here's what it is and used to it that it doesn't feel any different than racing, short track racing or anything. Um, and that's just what it, like, I don't mean that in like an arrogant or like cocky way. I, I mean that like really humbly is like, I just feel like a normal person and I'm obviously very grateful and thankful to be able to do it. But like, I feel like I'm the same guy as like when I was racing like short track stuff, which is, I don't know if everyone's like that or if like you get so wrapped up into like what you are, but I feel like going into Xfinity or going like now into cup, like I, I guess the only time I could really say that is like, holy shit was the duel last year. Actually. Yeah. Where you're like, like I, I don't, I don't really personally think I made it, but you're like, I was kind of like a stepping stone of like, you're walking out to the grid or like pit road with, and they're pushing Harvick's car and Rodney Childers and Rodney Childers and Harvick are like standing next to you. Harvick's got an umbrella on his hand and his whole team's pushing the four Bush car out on the pit road. You're like, holy fuck. And then you look to your left and you got Anthony Alfredo to your left and you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> like what's going on here you know what i mean <laughs> but in all seriousness no like playing nascar video games like i still play them to this day you play as your favorite drivers and you use your favorite paint schemes like nascar inside line i love that game and like you play as your favorite drivers carl edwards i liked his west coast customs paint scheme on there i liked you know, Kyle Bush's interstate battery scheme on there. All these guys 
I like Harvick's Jimmy John scheme. I like, you know, you use, you start to like use those guys on the game, but then you get out there on the racetrack and I've raced Kyle Bush a bunch in real life, but like an Xfinity and trucks, but like seeing that M&M's car with 18 on it, like he stuck behind me for 20, 25 laps in the duel, just pushed me the whole time. I was right behind Truex. The whole time I was in there, I was thinking, man, I better be perfect because I got to impress this guy. Like, I really got to earn his respect and stuff because I don't feel like I – I wasn't mature enough to earn his respect when I was racing trucks, but, like, like on and off the racetrack, but more on the racetrack, like, I wasn't mature enough. And um, I knew in that cup car, like, I'm in the 62. I'm going to try and shuffle that guy out of line as quickly as I can. Like, I don't want to be around that guy. But he stuck behind me, and like, I'm like, I got to be perfect. I got to be perfect. Like, I felt like that was one of the best races I've run. So walking out to Pitt Road with Harvick, seeing that, and Ronnie Childers, and you're like, holy shit, like, this is real. And then we started last in the race, and by the time we got turn three, I mean, I just went up the middle. I was just driving, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just went up the middle in between the cars, and I got up to, like, I think 12th or 13th. I split Kozlowski and Blaney, three wide middle, and passed them on the first lap. And I'm like, holy shit, Menards and Discount Tire. Hey, you just see those sponsors and those cars, and you're like, dude, I'm playing NASCAR video game right now in real life. Like, this is pretty surreal. I remember It's hard to appreciate the moment, though. I remember, uh, I'll tell you that. It's really hard to step back. I remember watching that race, and Bobby and I looked at each other, and we're like, that boy is hustling that fucking race car right now. Because you were putting... You were making moves that like didn't even make sense until you did it. Holy fuck, that kid! Like he's wheeling the shit out of that thing. And then, I mean, obviously the the end result wasn't what you wanted, but like I think you impressed more people than you you probably realized. I think, especially since we were there, like at a live point of view, like we were watching every move, and it, it was it was pretty impressive, man. So like, and I wish I had an in car camera for that, just to be able to relive that moment. Um, and just like watched the moves I made and stuff because like you catch a little bit on TV but they probably catch a quarter of what you're actually doing and how you're setting up those moves and how you're timing it but that's like something that I still have a question mark on is like we were able to like make our way to the front but when I was like behind guys and like running right behind Truex and Kyle was right behind me and we we're just riding on the second lane on the outside I was like really having to time out my runs and like like use like 50 percent throttle in the center of the corner just so i wouldn't be going too fast in the center of the corner because my car was like super skatey and like i would just like start to skate up the racetrack and like if i would have went wide open through the corner all the way through the corner i would have pounded the fence so it took a lot of calculation on like how i was timing my runs with my throttle and like when i was like getting a run and um like how much throttle I was using because if I use too much throttle I just get tight and like slide up and hit the wall so that's what I was like really focused on is is that and I don't know if that's how the other cars drove or that's just how ours was and I still don't know but yeah it was really really challenging to be able to to modulate the throttle and keep it to where your your optimal um speed was so you didn't get too tight from using too much like on a short track if you go to the throttle in the middle of the corner 
and you're gripped up and you're going to drive that thing right into the outside wall. That's kind of how it was. Like if you use too much throttle, which is crazy. So, so move, moving ahead into this week, you know, what are, what are you going to look forward to the most? Is it the fact that you're just going to hit the track again and, and you're going to see those paint schemes and, you know, I mean, granted the numbers are different now, but I mean, you're, you're still going to see the M&Ms 18. You're still going to see, uh, I mean, the two car out there with, I mean, somebody else in it, but I mean, there's a lot of changes and a lot of cool things, but I mean, at some point you, you got to come to the realization that and I, I said this to um, Ryan Priest as well, too. You, know, you got to come to the realization that, you know, you're one of 40 people on the planet doing what you're, you're doing in that moment. So, uh, I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. I mean, there's literally 40 people on the entire planet that get to do what they do when the Daytona 500 takes the green. So um, it sounds like you're going to have a decent shot at it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to accept it, you know, like how to really accept that moment or appreciate it. Uh, I think just being so wrapped up in it, like it's just kind of what you do and what's expected. And, you know, you work your tail off for that moment so you kind of get wrapped up in like like this is the expectation and this is what you're doing it for so it's not like you just get to go out there and just hop in a cup car and go race against those guys you know um so that's what's kind of overwhelming i don't know if overwhelming is the right word but it's if i was 13 year old me doing it I don't know if I'd have a greater appreciation, but I, it definitely be a lot more surreal if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's still, I still have that in me, like, like that first lap of the duel. And I think it'll take more than a few races to get accustomed to running against those guys. But when I see the two car, I see the 21 car, or I see the 31 car, those are guys that I've raced against my whole career. So I know I can run with those guys. And like, I was thinking about that last weekend during the clashes. It was like, Haley's running top three in that thing, running really good. Like, like we can do it. It's just about replicating it and doing it 36 weekends in a row rather than having one good run. When you can do it 36 weekends in a row, that's your Kyle Bush's, Kevin Harvick's, Brad Kozlowski's. Maybe not Brad Kozlowski this past weekend. They got a lot to work to do, but those guys are all champions and they do it each and every weekend. And those are the best guys. So that's, that's the goal to get to, you know, do you, do you think that that's part of the the maturing process that you kind of mentioned earlier where, you know, you, you weren't really necessarily mature enough in the, in the truck or uh, on and off the track when you're racing for Kyle Bush. But I mean, the last few years in Xfinity, you've strung, strung together a, f a few couple of good seasons and, and I mean, you've had a shot at winning a championship. So, I mean, is, is that something that you've just learned over time and, and had patience or how does that, how is that? Um, I think it's kind of, might be a little maturity, but I think it's like getting to know people in the industry, being around it so much that you don't feel like a kid your first time in a candy store. Like I remember that feeling of going to a cup race the first time and getting Casey Kane's autograph and being like, holy shit. And it's hard to come to realization of like, okay, I'm one of those guys now, you know? So, um, you know, probably a bit of maturing and then just being in it for years now, 
is like you get to know these guys and you're kind of starstruck at first but then you start to realize that you look at these guys when you're younger you're, you're like when you're not in it like I was like 13 when I first got into racing and even like when I was 17 18 years old racing canine and trucks and stuff you look at these guys like superheroes but then you realize that they still drink x amount of beers and have to break the seal you know they still put their pants on the same way as you do and they're normal people that are very gifted to be able to do what they're doing um and they're good at what they do but they're they're special in that way but they're they go through the same kind of challenges as any of us do you know so i think that's where you start to see them more as people than superheroes if that makes sense not saying i don't look up to them. i i 100 still look up to them and like idolize them but it's in a different way interesting so do you do you think that it's you, hard to explain no I, I think i get what you're saying it's just that you're you're humanizing something that was uh, a superhero at one point and yeah oh shit that that's just a that's just a human um, like you're it sounds like it you've, now, you've come to you don't feel any different than you used to be but it just seems normal if that makes sense like i don't know yes. brad if like playing hockey like like when you're a little kid you used to see those older kids and you're like damn i look up to them and then now you're one of those older kids playing hockey or doing something like that you know like it's just normal that but those little kids probably look up to you you know yeah those those older guys that used to give me the puck when i couldn't skate now i have to give the puck to the kids that can't skate exactly exactly and you're like this is easy like this is normal yeah but when you're a kid you're like how could he do that you know i remember one time so beatridge used to have what was called autograph night where basically to every car in the pit area they'd line them up on the front stretch and you know you just you sign autographs it's your, it's your time it's your 15 minutes to be famous at, at, at a local level basically right but i remember yep. when i was younger you know five you know six seven eight years old i i'd go the autograph night and love it like you, you see the cars you, you meet the drivers and you know these are your superheroes right and you know, I, I had gotten up into the, uh, the sports series and, and I'm on the front stretch just doing an autograph session. And I remember this little kid came up to me with a picture of my car that I had never seen before. I'm like, that's that's wild. Like, where, where did you get this? He's like, oh, I bought it at the souvenir stand. I was like, you, you bought a picture of my car so that I could sign it. And that was my like, oh my God, oh, I that little kid. So yeah it's like that that's just such a cool moment to have and you're like like you said it it, it becomes normal eventually and then you're like you know it, it's it's not taking away from it at any at any, like at all but it's 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 almost making it more special where you're like okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm accepted now like, I'm, I'm part so of- i met brad brad was one of those awkward ass kids at autograph session and i signed his hat for him yeah yeah bob really <laughs> yeah bob yeah. a uh, los angeles dodgers hat for me when i was in like sixth grade isn't it crazy though now you guys are fucking buddies and like it just it is what it is you know like like it's kind of crazy like i never would have expected it um i i kind of have like similar deal as as you charlie is like yeah getting autographs and like all that stuff like if i could i'd take a picture with 
every single cup guy just to be able to like hang it up on my wall like in my room in vegas i still have hero cards from all those guys when i was younger i still collect the baseball trading cards you know i, I can't really i wouldn't tell a lot of people that just because <laughs> like but i'm a fan of the sport and like very very lucky and grateful to be able to be a part of it like it's it's definitely a really surreal even so this day like i was signing these windshields today for for die cast and i never would have thought i'd have a die cast and now you're signing it and you're like fuck this is a pain in the ass but then like each one you're like damn remember you're a kid and you're like man i wish i could do that like like that's awesome you know and so like yeah having like signing people's diecast and just seeing like i love the fans and like being able to relate like that's one thing that i've always tried to do is like put myself in their shoes and i was i was in their shoes is like which i still am kind of in their shoes like as a fan is like like you're kind of like their superhero and stuff you know people yeah. get excited it's, it, i think that that was one of the moments for for us too like obviously we we, we met you at the derby and it, you know, obviously we're, we're close in age, so you don't really think about that, the side of like, maybe we have similar interests as well too, like outside of racing or like mm-hmm. just would hang out with this person Great. where, I, yeah, I remember we, we're at the, the, the oyster pub and you're like, oh shit, like he, he was just doing the same things we would do. And then we went to your, your place there. And I remember looking over and I saw your, your die cast all over your, your living room there. I'm like, that's the same yeah. that we have. Like, I mean, you guys got, like, I got, like, shit hung up all over, you know, like. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember looking at that and being like, that's, that's what my room looks like. Like, that, that's what a computer room looks like. And Bob, I don't think like, Bobby, Bobby hasn't seen it yet, so this is all new for him, I think. I mean, this is a Brennan Gone autograph car, right? Yeah. Now you drive that car. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, like. You even wear his suit. <laughs> yeah, now you got uh, that. And then there's a diecast, you know, like it's, it's fucking wild, man. Yeah, well, I, I think you've uh, you've done big things. You're gonna continue doing big things. I think that this weekend coming up and then the the events that follow are gonna be uh, pretty pivotal. I for a lot. I of, hope so. You know, yourself included. I think you have a huge opportunity ahead of you, and I think we're all gonna be, you know, if if there's a '62 shirt to be worn, I'll I'll, I'll gladly wear one. So. Um, I don't know if we have merch or anything. We're we're, little, we're the little guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I bought think... I bought a I bought one of your t-shirts after you were on with these dipshits the first time. I was like, all right, he won me over. I, I like this kid, so I bought one of your t-shirts, and it for sure didn't fucking fit. Like it was way too tight. I looked like a busted can. Of was it too tight? Okay, it. so I thought so. These fucking dickheads are like putting them as larges, and they're fucking small. So I can't yeah, even wear well, my own shit, which I'm pissed about. The good news is I went on a diet and lost 50 pounds. So now the shirt fits fucking perfectly. And I'm going to wear it Thursday. So. That's how my suit is. Like, it keeps you. You're not. You might be confident. And then you put that suit in. And you're like, damn, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I just like, ordered a brand new one. <laughs> first, first time in my life I've ever had a custom suit. I just had to buy a brand new one because my two suits are way too fucking big now. Right, that's good problem. It's better than them being too tight. Yeah, because that's normally the issue I've had the last twenty years of my driving career is up oh, shit doesn't fit. Fuck. I know I won't I won't size it up like I won't let them add shit to it because I'm like this is gonna keep me accountable to yeah. lose weight so I can fit in the suit you know. 
Bob is living proof that you can absolutely gas Corona lights all week next week with us. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been trying to stay. So like I did dry January and like, I was so clear minded, like, like a week and a half, two weeks after, like, which I would only drink on like Saturdays. Like, I know we talk about like going out derby week and down in speed weeks and stuff, but during the season rolling, like I, I don't drink during the week at all. Like, I'll drink on a Saturday, um, but like, I, I don't drink as much as it probably sounds like I do, but um, like, I like to have a good time, like during the Derby and stuff, we'll go out. Um, it's more low key, but yeah, it's, uh, I've been like so clear minded and like so pumped up. The last time I felt this way is going into the 2020 season and like, I was all fired up to win that race. So I'm trying to trying to keep that going. Well, I think uh, so we'll I think we have quite the quite the time ahead of us, and uh, people will be listening to this on Tuesday after after this weekend. So uh, I know one thing: if we fucking win on Saturday, I'm gonna be pissing on the fucking beach on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Or on Sunday, shit! I couldn't even imagine fucking winning on Sunday. Holy yeah. fuck! Again. Could you imagine that shit? Oh, dude, that'd be <laughs> we'll be pissing on a beach on Monday night. The same thing. If I'd I won there. the Daytona 500, I think I would fucking like quit racing. <laughs> <laughs> I said this to Derek yesterday because he was talking about the same thing. If they if they can win on Sunday, I fly home on Saturday afternoon. If you or Tyler Reddick win on Sunday, I'm probably gonna fly back to Florida on Sunday night. <laughs> Will you? Fuck it, why not, Fuck dude? It, I, I love a good time. If I win on Sunday, like there's a slim chance if I even make the race, there's a slim chance. And there's an extremely slim chance that you win on Sunday. Hey, Trevor Bain won. You got as good of a chance as anybody. I know. I was thinking that. But like still, like <laughs> there's an opportunity. So it's not out of the cards. But I'm telling you, fuck, like I, I'd be content with my life. Like it's it's the the, the fact that you have the opportunity though like you had like quite literally your name is on the entry list for that race like yeah that, that's, i didn't make it last year though so that's an opportunity too. like you, you're, you're there to you're, you're you at least get to show up and try it's written in pencil but they can make it into pen yeah yeah you got a better <laughs> shot true. than us three do i mean we're certainly not going to win the race you at least can participate <laughs> can try right i don't know we'll see uh no, I think I think this has been a good one. Yeah. Right. So uh I think we're gonna end this one. This is gonna be Yeah, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I thought about taking a shit. Yeah, I gotta take a shit. Uh no, so this is gonna be 154. Is what's a 54 you can think of? Who's a, a number 54? Who's a number 54 you can think of? Bubba Wallace in the truck series. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. no, um <laughs> I think you gotta go with Cowbush Monster Car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, Matt Craig. Matt Craig, yeah. Back home, Johnny um, Clark. Tommy? I don't know, Johnny Clark. One of the Catalanos? Yeah, well, I think Timmy Cat or Tommy Catalano's 50. It's, you're on 154? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so 155. Whoever's on that episode, you have to do a picture of this guy who's my neighbor. His name's Ben Bostrom. He's number 155. He rode motorcycles. And he's super fucking cool guy. And um, 
like he used to make this supplement stuff for like Jimmy Johnson and some super cross guys and different athletes and stuff. Super cool guy. You got to put him as a 155. I think it would be yeah, we'll have to have you remind us about that. But uh, yeah, this has definitely <laughs> been a good one. Thank you for coming on. And uh, once once people are listening to this, we'll hopefully be uh, eating lunch at Wing House or something. Sounds good. I won't. Uh, I won't. I won't throw the mini golf ball that you signed this time uh, at a palm tree at 110 miles an hour like I did last year. <laughs> did it dome that fucker? <laughs> <laughs> it went about 12, 12 feet. He's taking a shit. That's a good time to end. All right. All right. Now, now it's probably a good time to end this. Time. See you guys. Have a good shit. We'll see you next Appreciate week. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. I'll see you. Uh, Love you too, buddy. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.